Well, I'm on my way. I don't know where I'm going. I'm on my way. I'm taking my time, but I don't know where. Goodbye, Rose. It's the Queen of Corona. See me and Julio down by the schoolyard. See me and Julio down by the schoolyard. Good morning, 811 here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Oh, I completely forgot to tell you all day. The loud jet sound that you heard yesterday around 845, no big deal. Just a squadron of F-18s that had stayed overnight at the airport, uh, Matt Coughlin told me yesterday. So uh, just big, loud American Navy jets is all that was. So nothing to worry about. Uh, Julio Diaz, he hosts uh, Let's Go Pensacola, heard on Saturdays at 4 o'clock here on News Radio. He's also the host and founder and uh, moderator and everything else related to the Pensacola Movie Club. You can find them on Facebook, show up on a night and watch a movie, and then talk about it with folks who also watched it. It's a very cool project. Uh, Julio, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News, sir. Hey, good morning, Andrew. I'm surprised that anybody around here even still has a reaction to a big, loud American Navy jet going out. I know. We've got them all the time. It was extra loud. It rattled the station, and all the people here were like, what was that? And I'm like, it's probably just jets, but let me ask. (laughs) You know, it does happen. (laughs) So I know. You would think it's not surprising. But uh, so. Yeah, yeah, we are the cradle of naval aviation is all I'm I've heard. I've heard. Yeah, (laughs) interesting. Um, So Wonka, and with great apprehension, I ask, it looks really cool, and uh, I really loved it. I think that if you are a fan of, of Willy Wonka, you are going to love this movie. I, I mean, it's just you know, I, I, I recognize the pun here. It's not really. I'm not saying this to be punny, but it's a really sweet movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it, nice. It's, I, I get that, but there's kind of no other way to say it. It's oh, just kind of like good. a big. It's a big, warm hug of a movie. This is a movie that you're going to take the whole family to. Everybody's going to enjoy it equally. I could see where there might be some people that might find it a little bit cloying, but I didn't. I, I found it, you know, just very charming and, uh, you know, very, you know, very enjoyable. It's from the same director that did the two Paddington movies, which have gotten a similar reaction out of a lot of people. Uh, I really enjoyed Timothy Chalamet in the lead role. Uh, this is a musical. So there so are. So was the first one, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Sort of. uh, I mean, there were definitely songs in the first songs in the first one, but there this one is more of a traditional musical than okay. the, the Gene, than the Gene Wilder film is. We do hear the 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 world of pure imagination song from the from the Gene Wilder film, and we do hear, uh, of course, the the Oompa Loompa song uh, because we have we meet one Oompa Loompa in this movie who is played by Hugh Grant. Right. We've seen the, uh, seen the it, pictures. It, right. It, it, and that's actually a lot of fun. You know, I was a little dubious about that from the uh, from the trailers, but he's actually a lot of fun. The, the cast is a lot of fun. Uh, it's just, you know, like I said, it, it's a good family film. There's nothing here that anybody I think is going to find objectionable. Uh, the cast is really solid. Uh, I, the, the one thing I will say that, you know, maybe you might find lacking from the from the original Gene Wilder film, film from the 70s is, there's not that sense of menace uh-huh. that that Gene Wilder had, but this is also a, a young Willy Wonka just starting out. He hasn't, you know, had time to get burned out on life and cynical. So okay, so it's kind of it's not know, it's not exactly it the Road Doll tradition, maybe in that regard, but still a wonderful follow up oh, or prequel or whatever. Yeah, there so. are definitely other characters in the, this film uh, that have that okay. you know, that role. Okay, I got you. So. All right, well, I'm looking forward to. It. What are you guys going to watch? That's all that came out this week. So what are you guys going to watch next week? 
Uh, well, we actually have a lot of releases next week. Probably going to be uh, doing Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Just uh, ride that DCEU out until it's over, which is, <laughs> is going to be with this uh, with this film. Uh, but we all, uh, there's also the Iron Claws coming out next week. Uh, Migration, the new uh, animated film from Illumination, is coming out next week. So we're getting into Christmas. There'll be a lot of choices. There's stuff opening uh, stuff opening Friday with Thursday night screenings, and then there's also stuff opening on Christmas Day as well. So Outstanding. A Good stuff. Well, Julio Diaz, a good friend. Uh, Merry Christmas to you. And, uh, you know, uh, always good to talk to you tomorrow, 4 o'clock on Saturday. We've got Let's Go Pensacola. And then always you can follow them on the Pensacola Movie Club Facebook page, sir. Uh, we'll talk to you again in a couple of weeks. Sounds good. All right. 15 here on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Jake's got traffic on the fives. Jake. Okay, we're not looking too bad out there this morning. No major accidents or slowdowns to tell you about. Um, we do have uh, at the foot of Bayou Chico Bridge, uh, going east toward Pace Boulevard, there is a stalled car, so it's going down to one lane there. An officer is on the scene, so just use caution in that area. West Fairfield and North Pace Boulevard, just after the McDonald's across from the waterfront mission, there is a utility crews working on a light pole there. There might be an officer in the street directing traffic around that as well. Also, Highway 90 headed west into Milton, really backed up over the bridge going over to Caroline Street. If you see anything else out there, let me know, 437-1620. This traffic report is brought to you by Executive Landscaping, celebrating 40 years years in business on the Gulf Coast. Call us today for all your commercial and premium landscaping needs. I'm Jake Walker with Traffic. All right. Thanks so much, Jake. You know, if you're uh, needing to work on any project around the house, get hardware, equipment, uh, supplies, guidance, you know, from a good, wise expert, uh, you go to Pensacola Hardware. But at the front of the store for Pensacola Hardware, you have a whole different section full of housewares, knives and grills and pots and pans and Yeti merchandise, like all kinds of Yeti merchandise and football related SEC, ACC kind of stuff like all of that in the front of the store. It's really a great place to go buying gifts for people. You know, you're going to go in there and find stuff you're not going to see anywhere else for that difficult to shop for person, which might even include you. Uh, you know, you can go shop for yourself, but man, it's a great place to go for your Christmas shopping. So Pensacola Hardware, the oldest uh, business in the entire state of Florida since 1851, right downtown at 20 East Gregory Street. Go there for the hardware and go there for the gifts as well. Join Stefan Schmidt, Marine Service Technology Instructor at Georgetown Technical College for Boat Smart on the Pensacola Expert Panel today at 10 a.m. Key Marine sponsoring the show. When Key Marine needs to hire Marine Service technicians, they hire students from Georgetown Technical College. Have a boating question for Stefan? Then give us a call at 437-1620. It's a dream team, so join them today at 10 a.m. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Hey, this is Cole with Commander Air. Is your home comfort still being subjected to outdated air conditioning technology? The revolutionary Daikin Fit System with its modern compact design will change the way you feel about your heating and cooling system. With its industry-leading 12-year parts and labor warranties, consistent temperatures, energy savings, and an extremely quiet operation that makes your outdoor living space just as perfect as your indoor. As your local Daikin Comfort Pro, Commander Air can take your home comfort to the next level with the industry-changing Daikin Fit System. Commander Air, your local heating and cooling specialist for three generations. Looking for unique and one-of-a-kind gift ideas this holiday season? Look no further. Berman Proper, an amazing gift shop nestled in Gulf Breeze Proper, has a wide selection of gifts, custom engraving, and local products. They also have one of the largest selections of coastal Christmas ornaments and decor that you need to see. Berman Proper has gifts for everyone on your list, including yourself. Berman Proper is located in your neighborhood Walmart shopping center in Gulf Breeze Proper and online at priminproper.com. This morning at 10.30, join A-Hope on the Pensacola Expert Panel. 
They believe that every life is precious, that every wag of a tail, every part, and every gentle nuzzle is a gift worth cherishing. Their dedicated team of volunteers works tirelessly to provide shelter, care, and love to animals in need. Learn how you can give back by becoming a volunteer or adopting or fostering a furry friend. Discover the resources you need to make your community a better place for pets. Today at 1030 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. Hi, I'm Steve Taylor, and I usually hang out in the newsroom at News Radio 92.3. I'd like to wish everybody a happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, and a happy New Year. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today for the Transgressors Memorial Service, remembering those who have transgressed against the great spirit of inclusion it must forever be cast into the abyss of dead names. Let's join Brother Andrew remembering those who we have lost. The first remembrance this week is for Santa Claus. Now, I know what you're thinking. How can something so many of us have loved our whole lives and have passed on to our children in lore possibly be wrong? But dear Otherin, you know the answer. It is always those most cherished icons which cause us to stumble the worst, precisely because we can't see the problems. And surely you all know by now that the goal of our movement is to root out every last speck of joy in our lives by showing that it really stands for oppression, division, and bigotry. And though I hate to say it, Santa is an across-the-board offender. Let's begin with the obvious problems. Santa is fat. In and of itself, this might not be so bad, but the problem is that despite our advocacy for body positivity, Santa's morbid obesity, his overconsumption of sugary cookies and vegan unfriendly cow's milk, and his unrepentant refusal to exercise while he instead forces enslaved reindeer to carry him everywhere he goes in a sleigh, are all reasons we cannot allow him to be a role model for our children. Besides, Santa is an unrepentant smoker. And surely we can't say we're serious about our cultural jihad against smoking if we encourage our children to make petitions to some eye-twinkling, smirky reverse burglar who's addicted to tobacco and spreads lethal secondhand smoke everywhere he goes. Moreover, Santa represents everything that's wrong with traditional morality. Creating naughty and nice lists of all the children clearly implies that some children are better than others, when in fact, they may just be living according to their own relativistic understanding of virtue. The cultural imperialism is noxious and definitely perpetuates the behave-or-else ethos of the traditional religions we oppose. Moreover, the only way to know whether children are naughty or nice is by violating their privacy, without even a hint of seeking consent or a valid warrant from the FISA court. However, we must admit a little bit of envy for the robustness of Santa's surveillance system, something our own wildest dreams of a police state can only envy. Now, we do applaud the elegant symbolism that Santa punishes naughty children by giving them a lump of that most vile of carbon pollutants, coal. But since the only thing anyone can do with a lump of coal is burn it, we think the amount of carbon dioxide emitted by naughty recipients of this climate threat gift over the centuries must have contributed significantly to our current crisis. He should instead punish them with shrubberies, which at least capture rather than emit carbon. And it shouldn't go without notice how Santa overtly encourages participation in fireplace culture, that most vile enclave of carboniferous pollution. Then, there are some of the more subtle problems that take a third eye really well-trained in woke detection. Yes, we like the idea of magical presence from an all-powerful governing force that freely distributes to each recipient their heart's desires, 
but we do not like the idea that this is done through the mechanism of a portly bearded sleigh driver from the North Pole and not from an extra-constitutional federal agency. Praise government from whom all blessings flow. Don't get me started on the child labor laws being violated with those elves. You might as well make Santa Chinese and have his diminutive slave laborers making iPhones on his North Pole plantation. Of course, you do recognize how painfully heteronormative the Santa story is. He's in a centuries-long monogamous relationship with Mrs. Claus. Rudolph comes from an intact heterosexual family and partners with Clarice. In fact, the closest thing we have to rainbow representation here is the Island of Misfit Toys. But are we really to believe that the LGBTQ-esque outcasts are, outcasts are incapable of rescuing themselves and must wait on the charity of a straight savior like Rudolph or Santa to make their lives complete? Now, I will say, some have made the case that Yukon Cornelius and Hermie the Elf might have something going romantically on the side. After all, just look at how long they are secretly off on their own apart from the other characters. But if they do have a thing, and even if Bumble the Abominable Snowman is part of their non-traditional polyamory, the point is, they keep that secret completely off-screen. And as we preach, hiding is hurting. Now, obviously, Santa's mistreatment of the reindeer is fundamentally unacceptable. Animals are our peers, not our slave labor force. And dare I even ask if that is an actual fur-lined coat he's wearing? But the last straw for me with Santa is that he is supposed to be all-knowing about who's been naughty and who's been nice, right? But if that's true, then he definitely knew that Rudolph was being bullied by the other reindeer, and he did nothing about it. Santa is certainly no hero. Woe unto all who offend. Woe unto all who offend! Finally, we just want to take a moment to offer our support and comfort for Harvard University President Claudine Gay and her colleagues from Penn and MIT, Liz McGill and Sally Kornbluth. After last week's vicious attack upon our denomination's finest representatives by Congresswoman Elise Stefanik. As you all know, the New York Republican committed word assault upon our dear friends by demanding that they answer impossibly difficult questions, such as whether calling for genocide of Jews violates their school's codes of conduct. Does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Harvard's rules of bullying and harassment, yes or no? It can be, depending on the context. Exactly. That question is too much of a riddle, precisely because Jews do not count as a protected minority in our system of selective inclusion and inconsistent rage. Now, even though none of these strong, courageous women actually said it, we know the real reason it's perfectly fine to call for the global intifada against the Jews is because they have an unfair share of the world's geography. Israel covers more than 8,500 luxurious square miles of land the Arabs want, while the Arab countries currently must squeeze themselves tightly into just 5 million square miles of territory. As these numbers clearly show, the Jews have too much, and the Arabs have far, far too little land to live on. It is reasoning like this that must be protected and nurtured by the fine institutions of higher learning like Harvard, Penn, and MIT. Woe unto all who offend. Woe unto all who offend. As you depart today, please let Letitia know how you plan to help support the climate change protesters tomorrow at Graffiti Bridge. Inspired by so many noble eco-warriors in the news recently, Letitia and her wokalites will be supergluing themselves to the street on 17th Avenue and then throwing bean soup on whatever artwork is painted on the trestle. Since they will only have one arm free, we need volunteers to open cans of soup, carry the open cans to the frontline demonstrationistas, and then applaud them as they show just how serious this movement is. Letitia also needs at least six level two chanters for the Down With Oil slogan squad. Registration forms are at the rear of the sanctuary. 
Refreshments this week are provided by Slipped Discs. Wheatgrass smoothies so difficult to swallow you'll actually throw your back out trying. As they like to say at Slipped Discs, nothing tastes as good as dry heaving for justice feels. Slipped Discs, bringing inedible foods back to the breakfast table. You can really choke on the virtue. And now, brethren, sistren, and otherin, having been cleansed of these hurtful words, give each other the holy virtue signal and go forth and transgress no more. You know what's completely unfair about the transgressors? is I spent an hour and a half writing this thoughtful critique of Santa from the wokest's perspective, and it's the four minutes I spent writing about slip disc choke smoothies that, <laughs> that makes everybody laugh as I'm watching the reactions. Oh, well, such is life. Uh, <laughs> Jake's got traffic on the fives. Jake? Okay, not looking too bad out there this morning on the map. Looks like um, we had a traffic report earlier uh, uh, called in on the our traffic tip line, 437-1620, told us that at the foot of Bayou Chico Bridge, uh, going east toward Pace Boulevard, there's a stalled car, so it's uh, moving all traffic down to one lane. An officer is on the scene, though, directing traffic. Also, an officer on scene directing traffic at West Fairfield and North Pace Boulevard, just after the McDonald's across from the Waterfront Mission. They'll be working on a light pole there. And Highway 90 headed west into Milton, really backed up over the bridge going over to Caroline Street. This traffic report is brought to you by Jackson Hewitt Tax Services, home of the Money Today Guarantee. Tax refund advance loans at Jackson Hewitt starting December 11th. Early refund advance offered to eligible clients. Application required. Finance charge applies. Loans by Republic Bank. Details at jacksonhewitt.com. If you see anything out there, let us know. Call or text 437-1620. News Radio 92.3. Informative. Local. Dependable. Hey, if you've got any kind of a uh, problem with your plumbing, a leak, a drip, a weird sound in the wall, the water temperature is not good enough, or the pressure is not good enough, or whatever, you know, call Barberry Plumbing. They'll come and look at it and they'll tell you how much it'll cost before they do the work. It's by the job, not by the amount of time it takes. 477-8782 for Barberry Plumbing. David Wayne is in the newsroom this morning with our headlines. David, are you okay? You You know, I'm I'm just saying I think a t-shirt that said dry heaving for justice would really sell very well. (laughs) You know, you'd have my money right now. (laughs) The... uh, The U.S. Senate delaying its holiday break. They'll be returning next week to continue work on the immigration deal. Majority Leader Chuck Schumer said uh, yesterday that the Senate will be back in session Monday. But they'll have negotiators from both parties and the White House working through the weekend. And Andrew Police in Virginia are investigating after somebody dressed in an inflatable gingerbread man costume apparently tried to gain access to a home earlier this week. Uninvited, I should say. The police department says the suspect walked up to a door of a home in Arlington County, Virginia, tried to open the door, then walked away when the door was locked, uh, as it should be. Another neighbor said they saw the gingerbread man wandering throughout the neighborhood about an hour before this attempt, uh, and a witness walked up to the gingerbread man and was told that they were trying to find a friend's house. So far, the gingerbread man has evaded police oh yeah well you know it's running away right obviously yeah. it's very very absolutely gingerbread that's man. what gingerbread men I, that's do that's what they do yeah oh somebody somebody gave me a suggestion and said that uh, elf on a shelf needs to be outed for spying on kids elf on a shelf will be added to my list of targets eventually you're right for sure david thanks so much for the update oh I, you know i haven't had a chance to mention this all day have you seen all the meme takeoffs of elf on a shelf like chewy on a buoy that's my favorite one i think or sulu on a cthulhu if you don't know, that one actually takes a little bit of thinking to do. Um, there's one with um, Betty on a Yeti, Betty White standing on top of a Yeti. That's 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 a pretty good one. Um, uh, alligator on an escalator. <laughs> 
know. Um, and um, Chuck Norris riding on top of a, uh, a big deer is Chuck on a buck. They're pretty funny. I like them. Fox News, I'm Therese Crowley. President Biden's national security advisor, Jake Sullivan, in Israel, urging the IDF to wind up the intense phase of Gaza bombings to root out Hamas, while assuring the Israelis understand the need to distinguish between Hamas and civilians. Israel has the intent uh, to make sure that it is drawing those distinctions clearly and in a sustainable way, and we want to see the results match up to that. As Israel warns, the days of Hamas leader Yahya Simwar are numbered. Harvard has a new practice to deal with anti-Semitism, hide the menorah. A campus rabbi says administrators asked him to pack up the campus menorah each night for fear of the optics if there's criminal activity. Former First Lady Melania Trump speaks to new American citizens today about the responsibility of citizenship and guarding our freedom during a naturalization ceremony in D.C. today. America is listening to Fox News. Good morning. It's 8.31 at News Radio 92.3. I'm David Wayne. Right now, 51 degrees. It is partly cloudy in Pensacola today. Six months after the groundbreaking ceremony, still no work done on the General Chappie James Memorial Plaza. That'll sit at the foot of the General Chappie James Three Mile Bridge. We had higher hopes. We were hoping that we'd be done by now. That's Chris Dosev, the chair of the Chappie James Memorial Foundation, and he says they've secured all but about $750,000 of the money needed for that plaza's construction. That was supposed to come from tourism tax dollars doled out by Escambia County, but the county questioned whether that would be a legal use of the money and requested an attorney general's opinion. Uh, There were also some questions about who would own and maintain the property. Dosev says... He is set to take a stewardship agreement to the Pensacola City Council next month. He's anticipating approval of that. A Foley man was arrested after allegedly crashing his vehicle into some grave sites at Southside Cemetery. Foley police say 57-year-old Jack Rowe crashed his car into the grave sites, then left the scene of the crash and eventually reported the vehicle stolen. Police uh, found the vehicle. They say it was abandoned and disabled. Uh, While officers were investigating the vehicle, a report was filed claiming it had been stolen. Police say they determined that Roe had been driving the vehicle when it crashed and also reported it stolen. He's booked into the Correctional Center in Foley on Thursday. Police say several of the grave sites were damaged by the vehicle. A Pensacola man will be placed in a residential treatment facility rather than going to jail after pleading no contest on charges tied to the abuse of his mother. According to the PNJ, Christopher Asmar's charges were dropped from two counts of attempted murder to third-degree felony abusing an elderly or disabled adult and two counts of battery. While he was sentenced to almost a year in prison on each charge, the plea agreement will place Asmar in the Phoenix House in Citra, Florida. The facility specializes in helping those with substance abuse and mental health disorders. And that is News Radio's Joe Ford reporting. Several Santa Rosa County residents spoke yesterday against new meeting procedures for the Board of County Commissioners meetings. Now, under the new policy, the public is only allowed to speak during the public forum at Santa Rosa County Commission meetings, not during agenda items. I kind of looked at this as the, the Thanksgiving dinner uh, where you have the children's table over in the corner of the room, which we'll call the public table. And we'll let them say cute things for four minutes. 
But then when that's done, they have to sit down, be quiet, and the big people over here at this table are not—they have to conduct business, and you're not allowed to speak anymore. It's that's the image that I'm receiving on this, okay? And I'm probably not the only one. Resident Bill Hayden there, and he told commissioners that uh, if he speaks at the beginning of the meeting, he believes his comments would be forgotten by the time the agenda item actually comes around. He wasn't alone. Several residents also said they had issues with not being able to speak during the agenda items. A lot of them said they were concerned their voices would no longer be heard on important issues. An airplane that took off from Florida crashed yesterday in Texas. According to flight tracking software, the plane took off from an airport in Jacksonville, crashed near the San Angelo Regional Airport in Texas yesterday. Now, it is unclear how many people were on that plane. However, reportedly, there were no survivors on the plane. The NTSB is investigating the crash. It's 835 right now, News Radio 92.3. Let's get a look at our traffic on the fives. Jake, what are you seeing out there? Okay, um, man, I'm feeling rough. <laughs> Sorry. West Fairfield and North Pace Boulevard, just after the McDonald's across from Waterfront Mission, uh, there's going to be uh, utility crews working on a light pole in that area. Uh, an officer will be on the scene. Uh, also, the foot of Bayou Chico Bridge uh, going toward East Pace Boulevard, stalled car down to one lane. Officer is on the scene there as well. Highway 90 headed west into Milton, really backed up over the bridge at the light uh, to Caroline Street. Uh, if you see anything else out there this morning, let us know. 437 1620 is our traffic tip line. You're listening to News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. Thank you very much. Hey, Jake, before you go, yeah. quick caffeine withdrawal question for you. Well, yeah, does okay. the smell of coffee make it worse? Uh, it makes me want it um, because this pain is starting to get unbearable. And just before you went to me on that traffic break, I didn't know if I was going to be able to, to, to make it. Like, I almost hit the floor. So I don't know if I'm if I'm sick or whatever. So guys here in the studio, stay away from me because I am feeling super rough right now. Oh like man, super rough. Well, hopefully you get feeling better soon, Jake. It's eight thirty six at News Radio. Let's get a look at our Channel Three weather forecast this morning. We are going to be seeing a nice and partly cloudy sky day today with temperatures warming up into the mid to upper 60s. Overnight tonight, temperatures dropping near 54 degrees. As you go into Saturday, 70% chance of rain with a high near 61. Saturday night, temperatures dropping near 54. Small chance of an afternoon shower on Sunday, otherwise partly cloudy skies, high near 62. And Sunday night, temperatures dropping near 46. Stay connected to the Channel 3 News First Morning Weather Team. Download the WEAR-TV Weather app. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. And right Right now, we've got 51 degrees in Pensacola, 51 in Gulf Breeze, and one degree warmer, it's 52 in Milton. Our next news at 9, breaking news anytime. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 92.3. And your money now this morning. The market's uh, down, well, mixed markets this morning, really. The Dow is down 97.93, 37,152. Silver price is down just slightly at 2430 this morning and Bitcoin down just under 800 at 42124.10. Uh, Intel getting ready to launch a new AI computer chip that's going to come out sometime next year in competition with rival chips like the one from Nvidia that powers artificial intelligence models like OpenAI's ChatGPT. The autonomous vehicle division of General Motors has announced they're laying off 24% of their staff. Cruise LLC says 
the company is making changes to their operating plans. They released nine key leaders in the company on Wednesday after an analysis of an accident involving a pedestrian in California. And if you haven't put your holiday letters or gifts in the mail yet, well, you're on the clock. You ain't got too long left. The United States Postal Service recommends for items to be delivered by Christmas. You need to have your cards, letters, or packages in the mail by tomorrow. We've invested in our employees, training, infrastructure, transportation, uh, new equipment. So we, we are good to go and everything's looking very good. And uh, with staff working overtime right now, as they say, some deliveries are coming earlier in the morning or even later at night. Uh, Deborah Fetterly says if you if you uh, leave your porch light on, uh, keep to, and keep toys out of driveways, that could help with those delivery efforts. The deadlines for priority mail to have it delivered by Christmas are Monday and Tuesday. And it is 839, your next news at 9, breaking news anytime it happens. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 92.3. This is Joe Ford with Pensacola Right Now. I can happily wish you and your family a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. I can't wait to spend the next month listening to Christmas music and giving my nine-month-old little girl her first screenings of The Santa Claus, Home Alone, A Charlie Brown Christmas, and of course, It's a Wonderful Life. Merry Christmas from my family and from all of us at News Radio 92.3. Merry Christmas. News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. I will definitely call you back later then. Come on, wrap it up. Big sharp it up. Okay, you don't wrap up the circle thing. Come on. Commissioner Parker, wrap it up, please. Okay. Okay, everybody, that's a wrap. That's a wrap. It's Friday, and we got a couple of friends here in studio with me. Uh, Greg Litton, who is a, um, a somewhat well-known, you know, former Major League Used Superstar. Yeah, you know, and uh, also Mike Wiggins, who's also a... Somewhat well-known, current radio superstar, host of the Garden Line, former mayor of the great city of Pensacola. Nobody, nobody's ever called me a superstar of um, local, in regards to my radio. Well, I mean, uh, you're the you're the one. You're the, you're the anchor for pep talk all week long. You know, right. uh, I, I I I give all my credit to Jake. Oh, well, no, he's, he's we fantastic. get the most we get the most uh, uh, listener yep. interaction with text during the Garden it's, Line. It's a lot of yep. fun. It's the high point. It's it a really lot of fun. Is. Uh, well, gentlemen, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News. Let's start with an easy one: the college football playoff. Uh, <laughs> now, um, uh, Mayor, you you may have some affinity for the school, so we know that we know that your opinion on this is likely to go in a certain direction, even though it is the right direction. This is I, I have said it many times from as soon as they made the announcement. I have said it, unbelievably bad decision. Kind of disgusting, if you really want to know. I, no, I don't. I don't disagree. That's an it adjective is. You, that you might use. But you know, you know, Andrew. One one thing though, I am. Um, I go different places, and I have a lot of friends who are, who are Alabama fans. Sure. Hardcore Alabama fans. And almost to a person, they'll come to me and say, Mike, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I really am sorry about this. And I'll say, it's not your fault. <laughs> you know, you're an Alabama guy. But that's okay. It's not your fault. Do it's, any of them offer third, that they 13, would gladly give up their spot? Not a one. <laughs> <laughs> not a one. So Absolutely it's a little not. hollow, right? Absolutely not. <laughs> but, by, by, you know, they... Admit it's a committee's decision. It yeah. was a wrong decision. I mean, we went undefeated. We won our conference championship, and um, under all normal reasoning, we should be in the playoffs. But, but we're not, and it's a shame. 
We I, really I have, should be. I will say I have had some Alabama fans who are like, yeah, this was really bad. And I've had some Alabama fans who are like, well, you don't understand about strength the schedule is. Um, you know, quality losses and all that kind of stuff. Um, Greg, your take? Well, I, I, I've said this for years. I, I don't understand just a, a four-team. I've said for years they, they should have. I don't like the 12 team. Uh, I know it brings in more people, but then you've got a buy. So then you've got more right. bias, more right. people whining, something to cry about. I don't think any team in football generally, 99% of probably every season's ever been played, anybody outside the top eight had any business playing for the title. Agreed. And if you just added, went to eight, just eight yeah. yeah, several years ago, only adds one game. There's no buys. There's no, uh, you know, politics involved. You know, it might be well. There we are one, not of three, two, or but, yeah, right. But you're still playing for it. Um, but yeah, I didn't like the selection. I, I get uh, what they're saying, but you can't put Georgia in because they got beat they by, just got beat by right. Alabama. You right. could, can't put Alabama in without putting ten, Texas. They got beat in by Texas, beat right? Te- Texas beat them at home, so. I think you put Florida State and Texas. That was what I thought should have happened. Right. But uh, unfortunately, they didn't ask me, Andrew. I am I am consistently baffled by some of the decisions made by organizations like this that just seem to defy logic. I'm, I'm completely with you that the, you know, two was obviously too few. Four was really too few because there's too many of the margin calls on who's four, who's five. Eight is exactly the right number. But instead of going to eight, they went to 12. Yeah. You, you, you just... Fine, you had it. It was right there. You just all you have to do is expand one level to eight. And yes, there will always be somebody complain about. Well, they're nine. Okay, there's always going to be somebody complain about being 69th out of the tournament and they don't make the bet. Okay, but there is a huge difference between excluding an undefeated Power Five conference team like FSU and excluding the team that is, you know, what ten and two or something. You know, most that is, likely at least you know, two losses. Right, that is the ninth. Okay. That's a whole different conversation. Right. But, you know, one other thing that has been said, and I really can't get into the details because I don't know the details, but they say follow the money. Yeah. yeah. Follow the money. You know, um, well, when something which, doesn't which make sense, it does do make better, sense. You're just better, not looking at the right thing. Exactly. Right. You know, of, you know who um, is going to get better TV ratings? Who's going to get more advertising, such as that, which should not have one thing to do right. with a decision. It, by, by, by which judgment? No matter how many games they win, Washington should never be in there. Right. <laughs> I mean, if if we're just looking at money and fan base and who's going to tune in to watch exactly. the games, I mean, why why even give the Pac-12 an opportunity? The, the shoot, they don't even exist anymore. Exactly. You know, as of you know next year, right? So, uh, no. And you know, the thing I, I wrote a thing the other day, and I'm not going to go through all of it, but the the short takeaway for me was, as a sports fan, I'm not an FSU fan at, at all. You know, Auburn's my team. You know, in college football. Um, I liked Oregon because I lived there. I liked Illinois because I graduated from there. But, um, you know, I'm not for FSU in any way, but I am for sports. I am for the drama and the hope and the the idea of winning matters and winning the actual games is what matters. And if you're a fan of FSU, this was the most awesome and horrifying season. And then, you know, you're great, great, great. Oh, and then you lose your quarterback. Oh, but we're still winning. We can do it. We can be in the playoffs. And then some group of nitwits decides to vote for presumably money, and they decide to take away the thing that you feel like you've earned. Because when you're a sports fan, you feel like it's you on the field. It's not, but that's the way you experience it, right? And that's what's fun about it is you feel the joy, you feel the heartache, right? And then all of a sudden, you've got the joy. Oh, my God, we won this game. We shut down one of the you know great offenses in, in, in Louisville, and then... 
Oh, well, that's not good enough. Yeah, you know, if we, we're going to play a third-string quarterback probably in the Orange Bowl, but even with a third-string quarterback, we should have been allowed to play in the playoffs. Right. You know, if we earned it, we should be there. And who knows? Who knows? Our third-string quarterback beat Louisville. <laughs> yeah. You know, so they might um, – beat the other player I mean, in the playoffs. We know from Alabama experience that exactly. the backup to the backup or just the backup can sometimes turn out to be pretty uh, good. You never exactly know. Well, you can right. always just blame Auburn. I mean, <laughs> For, right? Yeah. I mean, that, that, that hey, was. Hey, the hey, defense, hey, watch, the it, Auburn, watch it there. The Auburn secondary defense. Uh, well, no, it wasn't the second. It was the coaching. <laughs> for, for botching the uh, – for rush, muffing the punt and all of the – Well, know. that was bad. But all they had to do is rush the quarterback. Oh, and they let him sit even. back there for 10 seconds. That's the only way they could have lost That's the game. Right. So, exactly FSU, right. so FSU was, fans should be coach. angry at Auburn exactly. on the defense on the last play and not be angry at the people who actually made the decision. Well, okay. But, but All the right. bottom I'll, line I'll, is, Andrew, <laughs> I have a problem I love it. being – I don't want to be angry with anybody – Except that committee. I see. That's the thing. You're the <laughs> nicest person. Like, who doesn't get along with Mike Wiggins? Well, well the college football playoffs. Well, a lot of a lot of people, Andrew. Yeah, all right, fair <laughs> enough. Uh, I want to get to some baseball stuff in just a minute, Greg. I know that'll make you happy. But there has been some pretty big baseball <laughs> stuff in the news. I did have um, a question came out in the text line. Just see if I can get your opinion about it. Um, WAR did a story yesterday about the delays of the Chappie James Memorial Monument interviewing Chris Dosev. And, you know, they've got several different sources of funding, but the one they're kind of waiting on is the three quarters of a million from uh, tourist development tax. And, you know, questions posed to me anyway were, you know, could they not redesign it in a less extravagant way? And I think it probably costs as much money to redesign it at this point than anything else. Um, is it a tourism draw? Does it generate money? And, you know, it's hard to measure the particular value of any given thing, but, you know, how much unquantifiable benefit have we gotten out of the Cobra, for example, being at Veterans Memorial Park, something that not everybody was on board with. So to what degree is this thing valuable and does it justify tourism money, Mike? What do you think? I'd say yes. I'd say absolutely yes. Um, I think sometimes we undervalue some of those, the monuments, Mm -hmm. some of the things that we put up because they're, I don't want to say they're eternal, but they last forever. Mm-hmm. Tourists see them. They ask questions. And, of course, we as citizens enjoy seeing that mm-hmm. and brings back memories and stories and history and that type of thing. So, no, I, I think it's worth it. Um, I think it's worth the battle to get it right. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I wish them, wish them well. I mean, how much is the, the beach ball worth? Yeah. You know, how much, you know, I had a hand in helping the water tower keep the Blue Angels iconography on it. How much is that worth? Well, each individual thing, it's hard to quantify, but as an overall pattern, you've got a cool place that's got things like this that people enjoy seeing. And, oh, look at that. And, oh, and, look at that phantom. And, you know. And other cities have those, too. Yeah. Successful cities. Right. Historical cities. So, um, no, I think that should be pursued. I agree. Greg, thoughts? Yeah, I think we've got a very unique history here, and I think we have to promote it. Yeah, no, right. I, I, I agree. And I was, I was honestly, I was excited about the Chappie James Monument. I was really excited about the Women Veterans Monument. Yes. That, yes. to have that kind of all fall apart and go away and not happen, that was going to be a really cool flames going up and a very visible part of the landing there. I mean, I just, it was going to be one of those like, oh my God, welcome to Pensacola. You've got all the, and we've got the, the Pelican, right. you know, that's going to be put in where the old five flags display was. I mean, there was going to be this real entrance show kind of quality. And now there's still going to be two of those things. Uh, but there were going to be three. I mean, it was really going to be something. Yeah, back back in the day, back in the political days, um, one of our, um, one of the 
projects or many projects that we push was the entrance to our city, mm-hmm. north, south, east, and west. And um, I think this just adds to it. Yeah, I no. believe it, it. People notice it. They may not stop and take pictures, but that's okay. They see it. They talk about the history. So it's good to have. It's it's quality of place stuff, and sure. what, you know what makes you stand out, what makes people remember you, what makes you feel like you know. I mean, there's going to be an entrance to the beach at some point that you know Commissioner Bender has worked on. It's not quite come through yet, right. but yeah, you know, all of that stuff has an effect. Uh, sometimes it's little things like the Brownsville signs. Right. You know, they're kind of small and hard to. I mean, they're not spectacular, but it's something. It's just an extra little bit of something that was not there before, like the seasoning on your city or something like that. Um, all right, I got I got to know, Greg. Do you wish you to play baseball just a little bit later? Maybe, maybe Greg Litton oh, could have pulled in a. Uh, you know, if you'd also been a pitcher, well, you maybe could have pulled in a seven hundred million dollar contract. Well, I did pitch, you know, one inning, so I kind of did. <laughs> um, were you? Were, was your team up or down, or were you out of players? Uh, we were pretty much out of pitchers, but. Um, but was it in a, were you, were you, were you highly up or highly down or was it just, you Oh, we were any? highly down. You were okay. <laughs> highly down, highly down. What's no, your record? I, what's, I, your, what's your, I mean, I'm curious. What's your, what happened? Well, I, I'm O and O. I didn't, you know, when you're getting no killed, but I can tell you the only guy that got a hit off me is in the hall of fame. So. Hey, there you go. You know, I mean, just who is that? Yeah. Uh, Jeff Bagwell. Oh, all right. <laughs> yeah. All right. One of the killer bees from Houston yeah, back in the day. But, all right. Yeah. I mean, every generation can say, I wish I played in a, you know, later years, mm. but. You know, I, I tell people now, my, my rookie year in 1989, minimum salary, I got called up and I thought I was loaded. Mm-hmm. Minimum salary was 68 grand. In Cali- Pretty good for in, a kid in 89. In, in California. Yeah. You know, so, but, you know, now it's 750. Mm-hmm. But I, I, you know, people keep asking about this, you know, Tawny deal. And I'm like, I don't have any idea what that's like. Um at first, it looked like I was glad he went to the Dodgers because those big contracts almost never play out. Now, this may play out financially, being his status in Japan, and they said he broke all record jersey sales in two days, but mm-hmm. how many jerseys you got to sell <laughs> to make up for $700 million? But, But it may work out financially, but it never works out. It hasn't yet any of these big contracts on the field. And is is it Bobby Bonilla? Is that the one? Oh yeah, he's like got the still. Yeah. <laughs> but but that's what they said the other day. Is Ken Griffey next year will be paid because Otani's deal? He's only getting he's deferring so right. much. I don't know how all that works. A giant portion of but, it, right? But Ken Griffey's still getting paid by the Reds. Griffey's getting three point five million next year, and that's Otani's amazing. only getting two. That's but, amazing. Yeah, yeah, those are deals that. If more players were smart, uh, because look, let's just face it: a lot, a lot of us ball players, we don't know what to do when we get out of ball. Mm-hmm. We weren't in that finance world, and so many of them, they say, like sixty-five uh, percent of them are broke within five years, something right. like that. Super common. So, so, getting those long-term contracts, I think that's awesome, um, just to kind of protect yourself from yourself. But yeah, I, I, I'm glad he went to the Dodgers. Uh, not my Giants because I there was a <laughs> real short rumor. Yeah, that maybe, but I, I it's just a, it's an enormous amount, and I'm I'm with you. I think the deferred contract is interesting because obviously inflation will eat up a lot of the value of that over time, but it protects the Dodgers' ability to, to you know to bankroll current players because it's not coming against you know right now some of the limits 
Mike, you. Well, I, I saw, and maybe I read this wrong. Greg, you could correct me. That part of the contract was if the owners of the Dodgers um, leave mm-hmm. for whatever reason, then that negates part of that contract. Yeah, wow. I, th- I think that, that he, was a weird. That was a weird. Yeah, thing. I've never seen that. But I think if right. and because I asked uh, somebody put that online, I was right. like, well, I don't even know who these two guys are. Yeah, who are those people? And it was like the owner and the the baseball operations right. director exactly. or whatever you call that position. That if either one of those leave, and I think it's because he apparently really wants to win, and that's why he's done this. And I think he feels that if these guys leave, that he has confidence in. Mm-hmm. The next guys that come in may you not never know, yeah. have that, right. and then he's he's out. Um, so, and, and I mean, surely there's an economic value. You know, if you can help the team win, if you can go on and win championships, that's its own. That brings economics in too. But for him, I think at his level, if he doesn't get a if he doesn't get a ring, you know, right. it's going to be a, a great career, Hall of Fame career with an asterisk. Well, um, that's the thing to remember too, though. Everybody wants to jump on at how great he is. Now he's doing something that obviously no one's ever done, right? But he's only done it for five years. Right. I mean, the Hall of Fame is he's got to do this. Get a decade at least. At least. Yeah. And and if he does this for a decade, yeah, I think you could (laughs) easily put him in. And he's had a a few elbow issues, has he not? This is second uh, Tommy John surgery. Second Tommy John surgery. Yeah, you just don't know. Everybody's jumping up. Uh, Fast careers. He he again, these big salaries and contracts have ruined a lot of players absolutely Andre Dawson who I grew up in Chicago watching play uh, baseball not as a Cubs fan but as a fan of the game and he's in the Hall of Fame or going to the Hall of Fame but he's going in as an expo he's not going in as a Cub and he wants to be going in as a Cub which I thought was interesting because you know he played for a handful of teams I think the number was that he played for the Expos for like 12 years and he only played for the Cubs for like five years so there is a big disparity in terms of which team but um he should be a Cub. I mean, that's, I'm sorry. As a St. Louis Cardinals, you know, mega fan, Andre Dawson's a Cub, isn't he? Well, that's the way I remember him. And I, I was blessed to play with him in Boston. Uh, wasn't a very long season with the strike that year. But uh, great guy, great player. And I, I always thought, but, you know, I could be wrong because I've never been inducted into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> But I thought they had some say-so in you it. You would think. And yeah. You would think there'd be some input from the players. They made this decision. Oh, by the way, yeah. it was 11 as an Expo, 6 as a Cub, 2 as a team from Boston that we don't name on the air, and uh, 2 years as a Marlin was, <laughs> yeah. was his end. And I get maybe not, you know, you've got to play at least a certain amount. Sure. You know, just because you, you could play 14 years and say, with the Mets mm-hmm. or, or the Dodgers, who I hate. Um, <laughs> and. And as a Giants, as, as a former know, Giant, you hate the Dodgers. I know, so surprising, weird. I know, right? right? I, every time I say that, people <laughs> are shocked. But you know, and you go the last year of your career because yeah. they didn't sign you, and you're mad and bitter or whatever, and you want to go in as a Brave because you played there one season. I get that, but uh, six seasons with the Cubs is pretty solid. That is me. enough. I know. Hey, uh, we are completely out of time, and I want to say this. I think there's somebody who needs to hear this. I saw it on Facebook. There's a common misconception: your parents love the grandchildren more than they love you. In fact, it's because you produce something that every day reminds them of you as a child. It's like loving you all over again. So don't resent it. Cherish it. Greg Litton and Mike Wiggins. Thanks for the time, You're guys. Have a great to weekend. And Merry Christmas. Thanks, Andrew. News Radio 92.3 WNRP Golf Breeze Milton Pensacola.